Hi, I'm the host, Chip James. And I'm the producer, Katie Matthews. And if you're anything like us, you have a heart for Dayton, Ohio. And maybe you've been looking for a place where you can hear more about the interesting people and businesses that make Dayton such a special place to call home. Well, that's why we created the new Dayton podcast to celebrate a new era in our great town. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. As the awareness to shop local and eat local rises, the priority for a good farmer's market has definitely risen on people's list of necessities when they're choosing where they want to live. We are lucky to have something that many larger cities don't even have here in Dayton, and that is a year-round covered farmer's market. The 2nd Street Market at 600 East 2nd Street downtown is open Thursday to Saturday all year long and Sundays June through December. It's in a historical freight house turned farmer's market. Uh, It's really beautiful and it features 50 to 60 local farmers, bakers, prepared food providers, and artisans and is really an amazing way to shop local and purchase high-quality ingredients to cook with. Um, You can get a great lunch, coffee, or a local gift for a friend. And we're really lucky to have um, that kind of experience in Dayton. So we got to sit down with public market manager Linda Suda and the market coordinator Becky Hain to hear more about what goes on at Second Street Market and all that it has to offer. So we hope you enjoy and let's get to today's episode. What is the Second Street Market? Uh, community. It is. We so there is a saying for Metro Parks, Fibers Metro Parks, that Riverscape is kind of the what do they call it? The um, back porch, isn't that what they kind of the front front porch? I think they call it. So I decided that this is the kitchen for Dayton. Oh, okay. So this let's let's we, say this that this is where everybody ends up gathering. Yeah, because the kitchen is the gathering place. And so you're saying that Riverscape Mm -hmm. is sort of what draws people in. Mm -hmm. It's maybe the most recognizable piece of Dayton. Right, especially for downtown. But the Second Street Market is like the kitchen. Yeah. Cool. So Linda, you just answered that in a way that is perfect for someone like me who's been here many times. Mm -hmm. But for someone who has never been here, Becky, what is the Second Street Market? So I would say... Linda made a very good point when she talked about the sense of community here, but what the Second Street Market is downtown for us is a place for people to access fresh and healthy Mm -hmm. foods. Um, We have a lot of great restaurants downtown now, but not everybody that comes downtown necessarily can afford to go out for a 20, 30, 40 plus dollar meal. So Mm -hmm. we provide um, 10 prepared food vendors who make very affordable, healthy meals. Um, In addition, we have um, How many farmers do we have on site now? Oh, there's probably at least 12. We have 12 farmers who bring local produce and give people access to, you know, make their own fresh foods and make healthy food choices downtown. Um, But I think that we're more than just a farmer's market because Mm -hmm. we also have artisans we have 40 vendors on site and Mm -hmm. a lot we have between 50 and 60 50 and 60 Mm -hmm. so depending on the day we um, a lot of our vendors currently are also artisans so for people that want to support Dayton and Dayton pride we have a lot of 
local Daytonians or native Daytonians that are putting you know, their blood, sweat, and tears into um, their craft that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I'll add on to that. To me, everyone here, and I was talking to Katie earlier about this, everyone here is an artist and a craftsman. Mm -hmm. they're, either, they're somehow attached to whatever they're selling. They're making it, growing it, creating it. Right. That is their passion. Um, and that is something that when the market first started 18 years ago, we didn't have that capacity to really have that. It was, wow, anybody wants to be here can be here. Now yeah. we have, it is such a popular place to try to get into and be here that we have that ability to make sure that we have that local um, craftsman, artisan mentality here. Yeah. And that's what we want to promote. Katie and I have talked about how obviously not all trends are good, right. um, but the trend that we love right now is is shop local, mm -hmm. um, spend money local, support local, and no other place to me says local like the Second Street Market, because you can like park in one place and walk around and see 50 to 60 different local vendors, farmers, artisans. Well, that really makes me, and I know the marketing at Fibers Metro Parks happy because that's what we've been trying to promote for many years, that this yep. is this is it. This is local. This is what it's all about. We don't want to talk about favorites that are currently here, obviously, because they're all favorites. But do you have any favorite alumni or, or any alumni that you like to talk about? Let me give an example. Mm -hmm. So when I first started coming to the market 10 years ago, I was obsessed with this vendor that made me like uh, elegant omelets, no matter what time of day it was. Mm -hmm. And they had like a chicken a cool like minimalistic chicken logo and I think they were called roost yep and then she left and I was devastated <laughs> but she opened a really awesome trendy restaurant in the right. Oregon district right mm -hmm. and it's that's still there pretty cool alumni yeah and that's a pretty cool story of you know going from your what do you call it, a storefront mm -hmm. here at the market booth. Mm -hmm. your booth thank mm -hmm. you to a fully functioning restaurant in the in the in the Oregon district. Well, I'd already mentioned Spice Rack. So when Spice Rack was here, they ended up starting their own business, a brick and mortar store out in Beaver Creek at the same time for many years. Cool. Um, now and Zen, um, was, who is an artisan who started in our pavilion on Saturdays only, not only has their own space a couple years ago, they took over their own space inside the market, but this year they started their own business down on Saint, is it Santa Cole, St. Clair? St. Clair Lofts. And now and then, what do they do? Now and then, they make terrariums, air plant terrariums, oh, yeah. and it's an opportunity for people to come it's create their own studio product. Studio space, kind yeah. of yeah. like cool. if you were to go with, uh, yeah. go to painting with painting, a twist, yeah. So they, it's, it's kind of a they DIY offer gathering, like create your own succulents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had multiple businesses that we have, have done. Santa Clara's down here. Santa, Santa Clara, Clara Juicery, Juicery. Who I know that you two mm -hmm. uh, have interviewed or they were that here. you've interviewed. Uh, they're here every week on Saturdays, or most weeks on Saturdays. So it's like alumni yeah. slash. So uh, we're kind of we you know we're a little bit of an incubator. There we go. Yep. That's and we great. definitely want to try to keep that whole. That's uh, really important to us to be able to keep that whole process going. Yeah. So so when people like me walk through the market and try um, booths that make food fresh on the mm -hmm. spot. And in the back of my mind, I go, oh, I could see them having success at their own place. Mm -hmm. Is that bad for me to think because they would be possibly leaving the market? Or is that a good thing because you're incubating? That's a, it's a good thing either way. Okay. I mean, we have food vendors who have been here for <laughs> 18 years. Nazareth yeah. has been here, started selling baked goods, and has been in the business the whole time. Wow. And she still has a huge following. And could she leave and be in her own space? 
Of course she could. Right. She has an amazing business. She chooses to still be here, and we love it. Cool. Um, every one of them, I think, that is here right now probably has that capacity to go further if they chose. Uh, one thing we have considered doing down the road if someone does decide to leave, because right now we don't have leases. Mm -hmm. um, it is a year agreement, and everybody just kind of signs on. That was going to be my maybe my one dumb question. Yeah. Is how are they here? So they're here by well, the ones that've been here forever have kind of started and came here. And now they just. And won't now leave. it's an application. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we love we love the fact that that diversity of people who are new and of people that have been here, like the grandfather of the market, is is Russell Garber. He he is amazing. I was actually talking to him the other day and. He, was, he knew that his neighbor, Jean, was going to be retiring. I said, it's going to be kind of weird not having her here. And he goes, yeah. And I said, you know, you better give me a heads up, you know, if you're going to retire. And he's like, I don't plan on retiring. Yeah. And he won't. I'll be getting a phone call. Right, right. It will it'll be a sad day. Right. But that's how it will happen. But then at the same time, like, we have these new vibrant, like, people like Invoke, Larry and Lester, or Katie from Fox and Sox Soaps who are, you know, bringing that next generation, mm -hmm. or Carroll Creek Farm, who just took over for um, Gene at KJB, started here as just our beef vendor a couple of years ago, just on Saturdays. Yep. And we kind of, even at the time when we brought them in, we're thinking, okay, things are going to change, you know. And they, at, by the time Gene left, it was a perfect opportunity. They were in the perfect position to be able to move right cool. in and take that place. So that is what we want to continue having that option. If they want to go out and find their own businesses and, and leave the market, we feel proud that they started here. If they mm -hmm. want to stay, we're proud that they're here. We are considering having maybe one food service space at some point in time that is yeah. actually more designed as a incubator for a period of time. Say, it'd be cool if you had an incubator yeah. kitchen. Yeah, and that would be something if we were ever able to you know, we are taxpayer funded right. through Five Fairs Metro Parks. Um, but we are looking at, you know, down the road if we can do, maybe there's lots of grants and things available. If we right. can down the road get a sponsorship or something like that, we were able to expand. A kitchen would be something that we would definitely want so to do. So your vendors do not pay for space. They do pay for space. They do, so yeah, they do so they lease the space. they're renting a space. So we're like the landlords. For one year at yeah, a time. Yeah, one year at a time with the thought that everybody's just going to renew. I mean, yeah. that's kind of we go about it okay yeah anytime i visit a cool place like this i am curious how it got started mm -hmm. so can you speak to that a little bit so it started actually with some of our vendors who are currently still here starting wow. their own farmer's market, just a local in the parking lot farmer's market back in the 80s. Wow. So uh, Russell Garber of Garber Farms was one of our first yeah. ones. Uh, the Flower Man shortly, I think, joined shortly after. Uh, we just recently had KJB Farm, Jean Mattis. She retired this year, but she was okay. one of that core group. And they started, I actually found out even further back than I thought, they started in one day a week they were at Courthouse Square. Okay. And one day a week they were in Xenia. And then shortly after that, like maybe mid-80s, somewhere in there, they started at Wegersons in the parking lot. So Wegerson Gardens, yeah. Metro Park, which I think was actually, bef I don't know if it was before it was a Metro Park, hmm. but it was in that time frame. And then in probably 99, they knew that the Siebenthaler Bridge was going to be redone, mm -hmm. which was the main access to Wegerson Gardens. They decided they were needed to find a place to move it. 
and uh, Marvin Walensky was the director of Five Rivers Metro Parks at the time, was really adamant at trying to find a home for them. It's when they were doing the planning for Riverscape to create Riverscape, right. and their first thought was to have it down there. Right. Yeah. Um, they decided against that, um, and the developers of the cannery um, got involved, and they had it at the what is now the parking lot mm -hmm. for the cannery for the apartments. Cannery. Back behind. Um, so it was back in there for at least a year or two. I'm not sure. And then in the meantime, the people that own the canneries. The Fivers Metro Parks, they convinced Fivers Metro Parks to buy this property where we are right now. And they de the, the, the other developers developed it. So mm -hmm. Metro Parks wasn't the management at that time, but they were the owners of the building. Mm -hmm. And um, they started the market in 2000, or, yeah, 2001. Uh, fall, I think it was November of 2001, they wow. moved over. And uh, Jimmy Harless became manager about a year after that. And in 2009, uh, Metro Parks actually took over management at that okay. point. Okay, so they didn't they didn't manage for about they, the so first it was eight not years. a technical Five Rivers Metro Park or anything mm -hmm. like that um, until 2009. So that's confusing to some people. What does it mean to have Five Rivers Metro Parks behind it? So it gives us an opportunity to one to help promote this, the conservation mission of Five Rivers Metro Parks. We're kind of, again, when I mentioned being the kitchen, we're also kind of the, um, we're one of the few face, the, kind of a face for Metro Parks sometimes too, when it comes to a place that people feel comfortable. Right. And it's a way that we can introduce that conservation mission in a way that people can relate to when it's relating to food, because everybody can relate to food. Yeah. So we fit under that umbrella okay. of conservation by helping to preserve farmland. And we also are helping to provide that food access. Is the mission of Five Rivers Metro Parks conservation? That is the main mission of Five Rivers Metro okay. Parks, yes. Cool. So it's almost like a creative way to further that mission. Yeah, it is. And it's a very approachable way. Yeah. Because not everybody can get to the park sometimes. Right. And not everybody is necessarily likes to be out in nature. But like I said, that food aspect is something that we all have in common mm -hmm. and we can all share and relate to. Let's play a little game. Uh, so I, I've debated with some of my clients and friends who mm -hmm. live downtown. They're like, oh, there's no grocery store. I'm like, well, Second Street Market can kind of be your grocery mm -hmm. store. And mm -hmm. you have these little friendly debates. I don't uh, know everybody shops at the grocery store differently, but let's go through the essentials, right? <laughs> or let's go through your, um, your bread and butters, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to name some things that a lot of people go to get at the grocery store, like their essentials. And you tell me if you can get it here at Second oh, Street Market. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm yes. ready. All right. Milk. Yes. You can get milk? Yes. Okay. Every day. Butter. Yes. Yes. Every day. Cheese. Yes. yes. Wow. Uh, did I say bread? No. But yes. yes. But yes, you can. You can get bread. Actually, Probably we've, from we've got a couple, a couple of different, yeah. different bread. We've got mm -hmm. Big Sky Bread and then and Ron's Artisan Bakery. Bread. And mm -hmm. Ashley Maria's um, Unique Foods picks up, has some on bread Sundays. on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about eggs? Yes. yes. Okay. Every so day. bread, butter, eggs, milk, mm -hmm. cheese. Can I get, so the most, the most eaten, eaten? <laughs> Meat in America is poultry, chicken. Yes. Can I get yes. chicken? Yes. You can get fresh, free prepared. range chicken. Yes. yes. And then you can get it prepared several different ways. Fresh, but it is frozen. I okay. will let you know that, that the meat vendors, we just don't have 
can't be here seven days a week. But it's poultry farms it's in part, Ohio. It's poultry farms in like right around Dayton. Cool. Um, Just outside and they're of the metro. Processed yeah. are in Dayton, and they're, you know, they are fresh, as in they were probably the la the week before. You know yep. that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, coffee. Yes. yes. Even bulk coffee. Oh, fruits and vegetables. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, fruits and vegetables. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, from several different vendors. Yes, and that's every day too. So the variety, it doesn't matter what day every you're going to be open. here. Every day we're open, yes. we have some. And then, of course, on Saturdays is the highest. We have more farmers in the summertime, of course. But even on Sunday, there's more than there is a Thursday, Friday. But even on Thursday, Friday, we do have it. Fruits and vegetables. Yeah, what's great for shoppers that are uh, on a diet or trying not to cheat coming to the Second Street Market, too, is that we don't have cheats here. So you can come here. Well, we have we don't have cheats, we, but we have treats. You have healthy treats. Yeah. Well, Maybe you some have are not overly healthy, but you know, they're not going to be your junk food. I, smart. smart. Yeah. You have smart uh, vegan I'm, cookies that I right. saw. You yeah. have some Local fresh bakers. chocolates and yeah, I was going to say like no no chips. chips. Yeah, so, there's not a bag of Cheetos. No. Right. There are plenty of uh, there are some chocolate and bakery, mm -hmm. baked yeah. goods yes. purveyors though. Yes. So that's what was my next kind of um, essential at the grocery store like some baked goods. Some mm -hmm. I already said breads, but so that's pretty impressive, right? So someone can come here, they can experience a local cuisine, a local restaurant, right. a local chef even. Mm -hmm. um, but they can also come here and get their groceries, Dayton. You can come here and get your essential groceries. They can get local honey. They can mm. get local syrup. maple syrup. Yep. They can get uh, Rosebud's Foods is now taken over. Um, or not taken over. They have a new space, but Spice Rack was here for 15, mm -hmm. 16 years. Rosebud's kind of the new version. Um, a little more on the healthier side than some of the ones at Spice Rack, but still carries all the spices. You can get all your right. spices. In bulk, you can bring your own bulk containers, and they will fill up your own containers. I, I can see there's the, flour. There's yeah. So I can see the video right now. Five Rivers Metro Parks. You need to call one of the great videographer companies, videography companies in Dayton, Boom Crate, or another one, and you need to film this under two minute video of a Daytonian walking in. Zoom in to the grocery list. There right? you go. And then quick cuts to a great soundtrack <laughs> by a Dayton musician mm -hmm. going to vendor to vendor and getting olive oil and flour and mm -hmm. chicken and bread mm -hmm. and fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And it's like, I know you're not, the market's not trying to be a grocery no. to everyone because and they're I'm, not open every day. No. And I, I wanted, we definitely want to accentuate that. We're never going to be right. that one stop for everything grocery store, but we can be that place that you come every week and get those things sure. that you just love. Get local, local and Ohio and support essentials. Your, yeah. Support community. What I think would be place. really cool, even though it's not, not necessarily the goal to be like a big a grocery store, but I think it would be really cool if in the next, you know, several years, so much housing demand downtown or the housing boom has continued that you guys have to open another day yeah I mean, or, or another two days like that would be such a cool it would problem be amazing mm -hmm. that would be a cool problem it would to be have. a cool problem for dayton to have yeah yeah uh, becky you mentioned you're not originally from dayton but working so closely with such an integral part of our downtown so the kitchen or the community meeting space. Uh, what have you seen or what is your impression? I'm always looking for that outsider and uh, perspective on, on our town. Mm -hmm. What is, 
working downtown. I don't know if you live downtown, but I do so, actually. I live cool. in McPherson Town, which is one of the historically yeah. zoned neighborhoods downtown cool. here. So living and working primarily downtown, mm -hmm. what has Dayton meant to you these last couple of years? Um, well, I originally, I moved here from the metropolitan Detroit area, but I've lived all sorts of large cities around the country. Um, I know when I moved to Dayton, it was a little bit difficult to get used to the smaller city size. And just three years ago when I came, there wasn't as much going on downtown. People weren't coming down here quite so much. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually lived down in the Centerville area for a while, but over the last couple of years, um, with all of the new housing coming in mm -hmm. and, and uh, different events happening downtown. Um, it was really exciting to come down here and, and to see new things popping up. And then um, about a year and a half ago, I got a job working at a different business downtown. And that's when I really started to feel passionate about mm -hmm. investing in downtown cool. because I got to see day to day the things that were growing and the things that were changing um, that people might miss that don't come out that often. Right. And that's really when I, I guess, gained this passion for, for making a difference in the community and wanting to help things grow here. Um, I have actually told Linda I had my eye on the Metro Parks for a couple of years for employment because okay. um, I'm such a an advocate for the environment and sustainability and just health and wellness and this is kind of a great fit here at the second street market i was really excited to see this pop up and cool. it's kind so, of become a passion project of mine since i started working here to grow things here and keep us relevant it's awesome. a similar story to me because i again i applied for multiple positions over the few years for the metro parks i think everyone who is at fivers metro parks is extremely passionate about what they do and it shows yeah. in what the work that they put out and you know we have 18 amazing clean safe parks that are just fantastic to go to but it's the people that are work in the agency that make it so phenomenal yeah they're they're not like, they're not secret gems because the the word is out they're kind of hidden gems because yeah, they're they're right out there in plain sight mm -hmm. a lot of the metro mm -hmm. parks and, you know, I'm not from Dayton originally either. I've been here for about 15 years now. And I live just outside of downtown in Five Oaks neighborhood. And when we came here, the market was just like, I, it was already here. And it, it was just starting to be really thriving. Mm -hmm. And it's just to see that continue to grow. And to see that in a town this size was surprising. Yeah. You know, I lived in Philadelphia. I lived in Denver. I visited in Seattle. I mean, it, and they have some big markets. but. Other towns this side that I've been in, even Denver at the time didn't have a market like this. Right. Yeah. So it was really surprising to see this. Yeah, that's so. That's such a good point. It is something that was year-round and so community activated and. Yeah. yeah. So, go ahead, Becky. Oh, I like that point, Linda. So I, I, in addition to living in the metropolitan mm -hmm. Detroit area, um, have also lived in Minneapolis, Los Angeles, mm -hmm. Washington D.C., and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah by our downtown city market mm -hmm. too, because mm -hmm. some of those cities that I've lived in myself didn't have something like this. Or if they did, it was um, on a much smaller scale or wasn't year yeah. round. Or if they did, it was something that had been around for a hundred years. Right. And this wasn't, in, mm -hmm. but it seems like it. You walk in here and you think it has been here right. for a hundred years, which is cool. It's, uh, it's interesting because uh, we talk about Dayton. Part of the reason for the podcast is we want Basically, the target market for me in some ways is like a person who just moved to town mm -hmm. from another state, let's say. Mm -hmm. 
in, in like any town you move to, there's this adjustment period where you're like, it's not home. It's not as great as wherever I came from. And if you don't sort of quickly find the things that make it unique and special, you're probably going to ship out right. like within a few years. And so I was just having this conversation yesterday with somebody who just moved to town. I'm like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but you have to listen to the podcast because how else are you going to find all these great places? I mean, Yelp is, is one thing, but, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And so Dayton is a town with amazing things to do. Mm -hmm. You just have to know where to look. So for instance, we have this market, right? It's not in the center of downtown. It's not next to the ballpark, right? Right. It's like, if you do a quick little tour of downtown, you might miss it. Mm -hmm. And that's a great like picture of Dayton. Yeah. You have to know where to look. And what's interesting is seeing over the past 15 years and seeing the changes that I've just, I've seen in that period of time, having the vibrancy that's coming in, in the people like yourselves who are younger and wanting to stay here mm -hmm. is just warms my heart because we came here, it was still struggling, yet the people in Dayton are what made us want to stay here. Mm -hmm. And people seem to quickly connect with people in Dayton. Right. And we all seem to realize that we're all in the same boat. The Midwestern this, charm. It, and I don't think it's even beyond that, because I've lived in some other Midwestern places that mm. aren't quite the same. There's something about Dayton is, is it feels like home. It was a wonderful place to raise my kids, and I'm, they, both feel, they both feel happy to still be here, Cool. which is really awesome. We like to say choosing Dayton all the time. But. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. The market continues to have uh, a special place in so many Daytonians' hearts. We hope that we can maybe play some small part in um, helping it take another step forward. Well, we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we I love, love the, the fact, fact that you yeah. guys reached yeah. out. We were all saying the same thing. We love the fact we that we're doing this. We were excited to have you oh, here. thanks. Yeah, it's really, because you're right. This is how that word is. It's a, more, it's a technological, more personal way of getting that word out. Yeah. You know, it's a little more warming to the heart than yeah. something that's just on a screen. Yeah. So. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah. Thank You're you. here talking yeah. to any of our vendors. Hopefully you'll connect with some of them too. Yeah. You can always stop by and We'll knock on the door and yeah. interrupt your work Definitely. day. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens all the time. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, share it with your friends. Uh, take a screenshot on your phone, post it on Instagram to your story or to your feed, post a shot on Facebook. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. You can also subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review. And I want to give a special thank you to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast. And a thank you and a shout out to John Waldron, who created all of the music for the podcast. Also, last thing, if you have a guest recommendation, please connect with me on Instagram, chip underscore James, or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. Oh, and one last, last thing, check out the website, choosingdayton.com forward slash new Dayton. Thanks again.